Well, welcome everybody. My name is Micah Burgess and this is Game Day Birds Not Balls. We are so, so excited about this podcast. If you're tuning in, then hopefully you're interested in childbirth, maybe natural childbirth. And my hope is to help normalize birth and to help maybe take away some of the fear and the unknowns of childbirth and maybe focus on an aspect that's rarely talked about. And that is the lighthearted, positive, enjoyable moments that we can experience during childbirth. And we're going to cover a lot of things on this podcast. Um, We're going to be doing some interviews with some of my clients and they're going to be sharing about their birds. Uh, We'll go more in depth as to what I do as a doula. We're going to cover some of that today. I'm going to have a panel of dads on. Super excited about that episode. And we actually have a live birth where I'm mic'd up and you get to actually hear a birth. It's going to be so much fun. So we are glad that you are with us Uh, today because this is our very, very first episode. Super excited. I will be interviewed by my friend, Lauren Runnels. Okay, Lauren, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Lauren Runnels. Um, I live here in Waco, Texas with my husband, Michael, and my daughter, Lennon. We've been here for about two years now. Um, We have some small businesses together, and I am stepping in with you being an apprentice uh, with Waco Doula. I'm really excited about that, yes. So Lauren has jumped on board with me and is helping me. She's also an assistant. Anything that you see on my social media is because Lauren is amazing at helping (laughs) and doing what she does. She is such a talented, such a talented person. So are you guys, okay, no, your husband, okay, both of our husbands' names are Michael. So we are going to try not to confuse you guys. Your Michael or my Michael? My Michael. (laughs) It's my Michael. Um, And I'm so happy about you being on the team. We just did a workshop the other day for my new apprentices, and they're going to be getting into some births and learn some stuff. And um, like I said, Lauren is here for this first episode to help interview me so you guys can get to know me a little bit better. Well, and I'll I'll say too, I was just so inspired by the birth process with you. It was so impactful. Um, I gave birth, obviously, as you know, but not everyone knows during the pandemic. And so we had such a different experience, but the fact that it was so intentional and thoughtful and um, empowering to do that with you, that's what just kind of set me on fire. And you know, my whole journey with Mm -hmm. wanting to step into that role now. So um, I think there's a lot on the horizon with potential doula-ing yes, ma'am. <laughs> for me. So yeah, it's just an honor to learn from you. Thank you. That yeah. was sweet. Okay. So I'm excited to kind of flip the script and get to interview you a little bit, which hey. is kind of funny on your first uh, <laughs> podcast episode, but I have the honor of getting to know so much about you, but I want the world to know. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks. Okay. So I have been married for, it's going to be 29 years. Dang, I forgot that. Oh my gosh, in December, so crazy. My husband's name is Michael, as I already said, and he is amazing. He is my rock. I love that man. Uh, We have six children. Uh, Five of them are home births, and my baby number six was an emergency C-section at 27 weeks. He's my micro preemie, and I was like, 2.2 2.2 pounds. Kid grief. I got to sneeze that baby yeah. out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, especially after your 12 pound. Lord. <laughs> yes. I had a 12 pound baby. So Don't hate me. It was hard. Um, and then uh, let's see what else. I am an athletic coach. I love coaching. Mm-hmm. I love, we're a sports family for sure. So we coach, I coach basketball at the uh, kids private school and that's been a lot of fun. I'm a mentor. So I've been a mentor in many different 
facets of my life, mm-hmm. whether that is like um, a discipleship type thing uh, for young people or marriage counseling that my husband and I have done. Um, we've been life group leaders at one point. Um, I have mentored other doulas. And uh, so I, I really enjoy getting in people's lives, obviously. Mm-hmm. So as a birth doula, it's essentially a childbirth labor coach. Mm-hmm. And so I get hired to attend births. I don't do anything medical. Thank goodness. I get to just totally focus on this mama mm-hmm. who is doing one of the hardest things she's ever going to do, but also one of the most monumental things she's ever going to do. And so it is a it is a journey that women get to be a part of that is vulnerable and empowering and scary. I mean, it's just all these different things rolled up into one. And mm-hmm. so my goal, um, in helping women in childbirth is for it to be a positive experience. It really is. That's yeah. my goal. I don't need you to have your baby a certain way. And so as a birth doula, I'm there with you from as early as you need me to be there all the way through the whole birth experience and the pushing maybe an hour or two after baby's born. Um, we do a postpartum visit. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's helping women, not just physically as they are birthing, like mm-hmm. with massage or here's a cold washcloth or let's get in this position or let's walk around. Yes, I definitely do that. And that's helpful. But the mental and the emotional support mm-hmm. is, I think, even more impactful and more important in terms of my job description and what I do and just helping women have a good perspective on what's happening to their bodies, what's happening with their baby, helping them understand what's going on, Mm -hmm. make good decisions for themselves, um, and how to wrap their head around what's going on and to focus and to breathe well and giving them lots of affirmation and praise. Um, I, that's one of my favorite parts is just singing somebody's praises of, Oh my gosh, you're so strong and you were doing amazing. And that was perfect. The way you were breathing through that contraction, keep doing that. That's excellent. And you're so good at this. I mean, I had several people at my birth births, uh, (laughs) plural, and they're encouraging me and telling me, you know, how amazing I am and you're breathing so great. And so one thing you guys need to know about me is I'm absolutely addicted to the attaboys somebody singing my praises. I mean, maybe I'm like, okay, who's not like, who doesn't love that? But I could be doing something that I don't enjoy. I don't like, or maybe I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to do that again. And somebody goes, girl, you're amazing at that. And I'm like, Oh, 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 okay. Well, thank you so much. And I think I'm going to keep doing it. I mean, I'll keep doing something maybe that I'm not super enjoying just to hear the affirmation praise later. Is that not terrible? I mean, I'm like, what's wrong with me? Oh, it sounds like it's just your love language. Absolutely addicted to the affirmation part. So I definitely affirm and encourage these women and and their partners. I mean, they're a significant role in there too. Mm -hmm. So we support them as well. So love that. I have a question. I feel like so many women I know have their first first birth experience and then it's such an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. and it's such a journey and it can be um difficult, exciting, I mean right. a, traumatic, all the things. Just a big joy, like it's life-changing in so many ways and um I feel like then after their first birth they start to think about man, it would have been nice to have some support that I didn't know I needed. And Mm -hmm. so what, what do you feel like women would need to know now before they even have their first kid? Um, how do you really get in their minds and be like, it is so valuable to have an emotional support system while you're um, in labor and after. Yeah. So I would say most women who are pregnant for the first time 
are aware of how much they don't know. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of them jump in and dive in and start Googling and researching and listening to podcasts and talking to friends mm-hmm. to try to learn as much as they can about birth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when I'm actually sitting down and talking with somebody, maybe they're interviewing me mm-hmm. to see if they want to hire a doula or maybe it's something I've run into and they're like, what does a doula actually do? And, mm-hmm. and to help them understand, um, a little bit better about mm-hmm. my role and how important it is and how, fun- you know, functional it is. First of all, I tell them, Hey, even at my fifth birth, natural birth and I had great experiences. I still had women supporting me. Mm-hmm. When you have somebody in the room with you that has been there before, has done this before themselves and they've helped other people do it. I know what birth looks like. Yeah. I know what it can look like. I know where we're headed. I know the different things that are going to be talked about, the different choices that you're going to need to make. I know what all your options are. I know what a woman looks like when she's in active labor. And I know what we need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I know what happens to a woman as she starts getting into transition mentally, she starts spiraling down because this doubt comes in. Mm -hmm. Can I do this? And oh my gosh, I've already been doing this for eight hours. How much longer? I get to answer all those questions. I get to support her and help her get that mental image that she needs to get to understand you're doing this for a reason. There's Mm -hmm. a purpose behind what you're doing. And then I get a game plan together. So one of the most effective tools is when when we find that way for the mom to manage her contractions, mm-hmm. kind of this, you know, this rhythm, this ritual, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And and she relies on that and she's breathing well and 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 it's going well. She's kind of found her groove. Right. At some point, that's not gonna work anymore. Mm-hmm. And because I'm there, start to finish, I'll know that that was the hardest contraction that you had because you just made this look on your face that you hadn't made yet. Mm -hmm. You just shifted your body in a way that you hadn't been doing. So I know immediately. So I'm going to catch that mama and we're going to go ahead and talk about it. And we're going to switch that game plan Mm -hmm. before she keeps trying to make that work for the next several contractions. Mm -hmm. And now she's ready to throw in the towel Mm because she feels so defeated. That's not working anymore. So I catch that immediately because I've been observing this mom Mm -hmm. and now we're coming up with a different game plan. Here's what I think would be helpful. Let's try this over here. Let's walk a little bit. Hey, let's lay on your side. Let's have three contractions on the potty and then we'll do hands and knees. And we got this like 45 minute game plan of what we're going to do. And then we get to the end and lo and behold, two hours has gone by, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. or the mom is like, girl, I don't know if I can do this. I've changed my mind. I've been doing it for so long. I'm exhausted. I think I want the meds. I'm like, thank you for telling me. Yeah. That's actually a really great sign. Okay. Let's change what we're doing. Let's shift. Let's get you in the shower. Let's get that hot water on your belly, on your back and provide some relief. And then, you know, after that, if we're still feeling the same way, then let's revisit this conversation. Mm -hmm. So I just tabled you want drugs Mm -hmm. because you've told me beforehand that's not what you want. Mm -hmm. Right. And so every woman kind of gets to that point of no, 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 I'm done. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me that it's good to tell me that because now I know where you're at. That helps me kind of determine where you're at. And so there is absolutely nothing wrong with ending up getting the meds or the epidural. Sometimes that birth just calls for that. And that is great. And it's exactly what that mama needed. But we always try to redirect and distract first, just in case she's just letting me know, Damn, that was the hardest contraction I've had. (laughs) Whoa, are we sure this is what we want to do? Just communicating. I don't, most of the time, it's not really that they even want the drugs. They just don't know what else to say, Mm -hmm. you know? So 
That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's going to be so impactful to hear. Good. For so many mamas. Um, switching gears a little bit, you, okay, one of my favorite things about you is that so many people say, oh, I would love to do this one day. Oh, it would be amazing to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. One day I'll do this. And I feel like that's always, I would love to write a book one day. <laughs> you actually do the things <laughs> that you want to do and you set out to do. Like you do them. You're such an activator. And I love that about you. So you are an author, which Holy is moly. crazy. So crazy. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah. Well, first of all, y'all, it's really hysterical to my family that I'm an author because I don't read books. <laughs> Like that is, I don't think you were supposed to admit that. that that's not my thing. It's just not my jam. My husband is an avid reader and I mean, loves to read soaks in these books. <clears throat> Sorry if I sound tired. I was at a birth till 3am. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. That was a good plug. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what you do for, if you're going to be a doula, that's what your life looks like. You keep going the next day. Um, book. So he found out after we were engaged, we were having this conversation with my family and we're just kind of talking or whatever. And I read this, my family's talking about a book they just read or blah, blah, blah. And then he goes, hon, what's your favorite book? And I was like, you know, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever really finished a book. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I actually don't remember ever finishing a book. And he was seriously mortified like what in the world so yeah I am not a reader so the fact that I wrote a book is hysterical but I didn't have to like create my own content I mean it's my life essentially on paper and which it, honestly is what people want to hear right yeah it was Real so stories. it was fun actually um therapeutic in some ways for sure and um I mean quarantine brought all my people home like there were nine people in my house <laughs> we broke the law every day because only like eight Seven or eight people were supposed to be in a room. What happens if they're all your kids? Though? Yeah, all my well, all my kids and two grandkids. <laughs> uh, we're back home for quarantine, and that is when I decided to write my book. I couldn't get into the hospitals, and we weren't allowed, so I just took advantage of that and just went for it. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. That's amazing. I feel like so much. There was so much pain in that year, but there was also so much creativity and inspiration that yeah, came out of that year for crazy. so many people. Yeah, I agree with that totally. So. I had always said, like, when I'd be at a birth or maybe I'd have a postpartum visit or something and we're kind of reliving or recalling some things that happened or things that were said mm -hmm. or, like I said, even in the birth. So something will happen and I look at my client and I'm like, I've always wanted to write a book called The Humor in Birth and this is going in the ah. book. Yeah. So I've been saying that for years, yes. you know, and so I've just kind of stocked away the stories mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I tell on myself, um, I tell, you know, my clients' identities are protected mm -hmm. in a big way. I don't use their real names. I change minor details in mm -hmm. the story. I separate your story. So your story may be in two different chapters or I combine mm -hmm. two people's stories. So um, I do that on purpose because I want to protect their identity. But then I got some clients that are just already telling people, I'm so-and-so in the book. Mm -hmm. You know, they love it. They're owning it, which is super fun. Um, so, yeah, it was a blast to get to write. Um harder than you might think okay. in terms of once you're done, you're not done. Mm -hmm. And then you edit and then you're not done. Mm -hmm. And then you have to bring in a professional and then you're still not done because they keep sending it back to you. And I know and you, asking you're like, questions. let's I'm make like, moves. Let's I go. I already <laughs> finished this yeah. project. I'm moving on. Why uh -huh. are we still working on this? Yeah, totally. Um, so that process was long and lengthy. That's not yeah. me. Typically yeah. I'm, in and out so but what an accomplishment thank you 
to appreciate push that. through those things that maybe don't feel like your norm. I feel like even in the name, the humor in birth, well, I mean, there's a lot of people that have different views of birth, but I feel like the societal, societal norm is screaming mom on her back. Ah! Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of where your mind has been. Yeah program to think about but just even reading the title of your book the humor in birth I've been able it's just it's now it's switched the it's switched the script a little bit and I don't know how have you how have you seen that that. impact people that have read it yeah totally so I really there's some most of the time when we're talking about childbirth if you are researching if you're reading something if you're hearing someone we're definitely talking about the monumental we're talking about the seriousness of it. Um, we're talking about the education, the preparation. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we're talking about the trauma. We're talking about what went wrong. We're talking about somebody's soapbox. Mm-hmm. That's typically what we hear and what we find. Mm-hmm. And so I do want to bring to the table this idea that, okay, maybe we can stop scaring women. <laughs> And maybe we can give them some perspective of how amazing this can be. We're not going to take away the fact that it's hard. It it is hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's messy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can get loud. Um, There are moments where you're like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, panic. And that's why when you have a support person there, they're right there with you in it. You're not by yourself. Mm -hmm. You're, You're doing this journey together. But And so definitely I'm not saying there's no such thing as trauma in Mm -hmm. birth. There absolutely is. And things can go wrong and women don't always get what they want. Now what? Mm -hmm. What what are you going to do with that? You know? And so I'm hoping, so what we have seen, this was your question, what we have seen from people who have read the book. So if it's a a newbie, a mom that hasn't Mm -hmm. um, had a baby before, you know, we're getting this feedback and some reviews of, Oh my goodness. That helped me so much relax. Like I came down off my ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, this gave me a little sneak peek into what birth can look like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just real life. It's mm-hmm. just normal life. Y'all are just carrying on like normal people. Yep. You should feel normal during mm-hmm. birth. You know, it's not anything you've done before if you're a first time mom, but you should still feel like yourself. It yeah. should still feel like normal life. You're carrying on conversations, mm-hmm. enjoying the things that you normally enjoy. So yeah, so that has been really exciting to hear. And we've even heard from moms who have already had babies and have read this and they're seeing themselves on the page Mm -hmm. and recognizing Mm -hmm. I am not alone. We're all in this together. Wait, she just has a, she just gave a totally different perspective of Mm -hmm. this scenario that I went through and she just turned it into something that could be positive. Mm-hmm. So they're encountering some healing mm-hmm. as a result. You talk about rewarding. That's been super rewarding for me to hear. Yeah. And and just women being able to reminisce mm-hmm. about their own births, you know, and, and maybe they've given birth a long time ago. So it it's exciting to hear. And, and it's also really fun to get the feedback of, oh my gosh, I was laughing so <laughs> hard. I've never laughed out loud like that. And I was crying like I had tissue. Yeah. And so you're like, holy moly, that's just amazing. And people who know me, like, I totally saw you on the page. I could hear you. Yeah. Micah, it's so you. Well, your voice is so distinct. So I feel like you can hear the words awesome. in your mind. <laughs> Great. I love it. And so people who know me definitely see me. And yes, people who don't know me, yes, I want you to get to know me. And so hopefully the book has provided that as well. So yeah, it was a great, it was a great project. Don't know that I'll ever do that again though. Uh, but it was know. great. It was fun. Maybe in 10 years. We'll see. <laughs>
<laughs> I love that. So you are such a dynamic person and I'm sure there's a million things that you would want maybe people to know about you or you that would feel really authentic to yourself. But what's one thing that you can share with listeners today that you would just really hope people would know about you? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm a pretty genuine gal. Mm-hmm. I mean, True. seriously, if it's, if it's not real, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want it. And that shows up in all areas of my life. Um, I have struggled like most moms when I was younger with, oh, I got to do this right. Mm-hmm. And I got to do this well, cause I'm going to ruin this kid mm-hmm. if I don't, you know, we all struggle with that and going to bed, all the things I didn't do or the way I messed up mm-hmm. and just not giving ourselves permission to be human mm-hmm. and no, you are not going to do this thing perfectly. And guess what? Even if you did do it perfectly, that doesn't mean your kid is not going to go through hard things. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean your kid's not going to get into some stuff that you're like, oh, snap, that's not good. <laughs> what did I do wrong? You know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you did it perfectly or not, but there is absolutely no such thing as that. We are all different people. Then you add a spouse into the mix and they're a different person. And now you've birthed a completely different person. I mean, we've created families, you know what I'm saying? That are going to have their own flavor, that are going to have their own um, spin on life and mm-hmm. you know what they want to do. So it, everybody is going to look different in how we move forward in this. And so I was hard on myself, um, early on as a mom, mm-hmm. definitely got burned out because mm-hmm. I thought it was bad to take a break mm-hmm. from your kids. Like, Oh, that's so shameful that you want a break from your kids. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not shameful at all. So I got burnt out in a bad way. And so it took some time. I mean, like maybe a couple of years mm-hmm. for me to start, really considering some things that I needed Mm -hmm. and that is not selfish to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. because I can tell you right now if you're not taking care of yourself your family will suffer Mm -hmm. that's the worst thing you can do Mm -hmm. is to neglect yourself you know so at this point in my life this has been a journey for probably over 10 years now but definitely now that I'm 50 I do not (laughs) like I do not have time to perfect X, Y, Z. I don't have time to explain why that like, okay, I, I'm a hypocrite when it comes to driving. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like that is why I cannot advertise Waco doula on my car <laughs> because it a bad I just cut you off <laughs> and then you cut me off and I am screaming out the window. Uh-huh. Like I'm a, I'm definitely a hypocrite when it comes to driving. And so that's not good. That's not a great feature about me. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like I'm, I, I'm not out there to get in a wreck. I, I'm not a rage driver, but yeah, that that's just not an area of my life. I'm going to spend a lot of time fretting over yeah. and, and you may not like what I just said and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I don't need you to like everything that I just said. So, Honestly, it just sounds like freedom. Oh, it absolutely is. Like it is such a relief to know that oh, I don't have to do this, not just perfect, but I don't even have to do some of this well. Right. I mean, it's okay. We mm-hmm. got to let each other off the hooks. I love the bloopers. I love the mistakes. <laughs> I love the, you know, oh, I just slipped out a cuss word in front of my pastor. I mean, I love <laughs> that stuff because it means we're people. It means we're yeah. real. It's authentic. It's genuine. Yeah. And that is definitely true about me. I am super easy to read as well. <laughs> and so I don't fake very well of, oh, 
I'm doing so good with the plastic smile on my face. I'm just not good at that. And so even my kids are like, mom, are you stressed? Yeah. Okay. Obviously stressed, you know? So, and it doesn't mean there's not areas of my life that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. There are, of course. I mean, we're all growing. I want to grow. I want to learn. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, my goal is not, I'm going to be a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. I think I actually disagree with that statement. <laughs> and what, what does that mean? A better version of myself. I'm just who I am. Yeah. And today I'm this person. And guess what? That's really not who I was 10 years ago. And 10 years from now, mm-hmm. I'll be in a completely different mm-hmm. place than where I am today. Mm-hmm. And so I got to be good with where I am today. Yeah. And there's some undone things in my life for sure. Yeah. There are some brand new things I'm starting like a podcast (laughs) in my life that I feel unsure of. That's okay. Yeah. I want people to go on the ride with me. Yeah. I want you to know that I don't care about this. Ta-da. Look how amazing I Mm -hmm. am and what I've accomplished. And let me show you how to get where I am. Mm -hmm. Nah, nobody needs that. Well, and it's probably why you were so drawn and why you ended up in such an industry that you did Mm -hmm. being a doula, because I don't know, I can't think of a more vulnerable, raw, real, like real life. You can't hide anything when you're in labor. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Unfiltered, uncensored, totally. And it takes someone, I feel like you, to be able to meet someone where they're at in that place and Mm -hmm. live in that place with them for a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And my my journey in becoming a doula has been super authentic as well. Very mm-hmm. organic, very natural. Mm-hmm. I didn't like wake up one day and go, you know, I think I want to be a doula and then just go for it. Mm-hmm. It was as a result of my own birth experiences, as a result of attending the very first birth I attended is my sister's birth mm-hmm. 31 years ago. Wow. I think that's how old my nephew is. And I mean, I wasn't married at the time. I was like 19 or something crazy like that. But that even set me up for this future, you know, and that was 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so I had no idea that I was going to become a doula. Mm -hmm. I I, I just had no idea. And so having my own babies, having one of my midwives that delivered three of my babies ask me to be her assistant, doing that for a couple of years, getting all of this natural birth experience and training Mm -hmm. again none of that was so that I could be a really great doula I did it because I enjoyed it yeah because I loved being in birth giving to these women and helping them I was I was good at it yeah and so I just did it because I wanted to you know and so I think my journey and my story is probably a little bit different than especially new up-and-coming and and aspiring doulas Mm -hmm. um I just had a lot of now, na- like I had been to 30 births before I ever got officially certified as a doula. Wow. I was getting paid for births as I was going through my certification. Mm-hmm. And so again, just very natural, very organic. And I'm super thankful mm-hmm. for those experiences. Mm-hmm. I really, really am. And so even my journey in becoming a doula has been pretty raw. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's something to be said too about how you just did what you wanted to do, like did what you enjoyed, yeah. did what brought you life. I feel like, you know, I'm a millennial and what is it, Gen X or Gen Z, whatever is underneath <laughs> that. It's like, what am I going to be, mm-hmm. you know? And it's yeah. like, has to be this other than decision, but it's like truly stepping into what do you enjoy and how do you live that out? Yeah. And I feel like it culminates in you having mm-hmm. an authentic life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And sometimes what you enjoy 
isn't what you're getting paid for. It's true. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, yes, I think a lot of time, especially recently, we're taught more about, hey, don't get stuck in this dead end job. I, I can't. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't please don't do something you hate. Oh, how miserable. Mm-hmm. But it also doesn't have to be your most favorite thing in the whole wide world. Let's figure out how to make money at this. Mm-hmm. That happens to some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't happen to most of us, mm-hmm. you know. And so while I love birth and I enjoy what I'm doing mm-hmm. um, and wow, I get paid for it. It's so, so cool. It It's a hard gig. Like I'm on call 20 as a solo doula was on call 24, seven, three to four weeks for every client. Mm-hmm. This Facebook memory just popped up yesterday mm-hmm. and there's a pic, it's a picture, like a pic collage of three babies and it was three different babies. And in a 30 hour period, there's two hospitals here in Waco. I was at one, went to the other, and came back no. to the first one. Three babies were born in 30 hours. Oh, my goodness. So that's hard, y'all. I'm just going to tell you right now that's hard. And when you are on call and somebody's already hired you, you protect that space. You don't just go out of town mm-hmm. whenever you want. I mean, you told them you would be there. Mm-hmm. I take that very seriously. And so I have a team of women now because I'm too old to do that. I don't want to do that anymore. So we, I created an on-call rotation, which is beautiful. We all know when we're going to be on call. And if that mama goes into labor on Tuesday, yay, I get to go to that birth, you know? Um, And it keeps us fresh. We are not going to get burned out as quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, training new apprentices, excited about you guys attending births, learning something, and then getting in on the team. It's, it's, It's great. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my God. I'm so excited for this podcast. I feel like it's such a unique window into the birth world and not just a normal window into the birth world, but really specific and really fresh Mm -hmm. and honestly, really redeeming for a lot of women to hear such a fun and real and authentic side of birth. So um, thank you. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. I love I love talking. I love interaction. Mm -hmm. I love the conversation. I love to talk about birth. I love to talk about life. And so we're going to try to get all of that rolled up into one with Mm. all of our different episodes and the different um, uh, people that are coming in, the different guests that we're going to have. And so super excited. Girl, what a fun experience for you to get to interview me. So crazy. So fun. Lauren, thank you for being here with us on this first episode. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Micah. Hey, thanks for joining me on Game Day Birds Not Balls. You can follow me on my Instagram page at mydoulamica. You can also find me on wagodoula.com, wagodoula is on Facebook. And if you like what you heard, you can subscribe or you can find us on roguemedianetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Thank you.